if you don't have more behind you than just like a copy and paste quote unquote strategy, you're not going to be here for the long term because you have to have one a deeper why to keep you going through the moments when it's not all glitz and glamour, but also so that people actually see and want and know and trust you and want to get to know you and want to learn more about the work you do. It has to go beyond just the expertise. They really need to understand and, and believe in your why and your value and your promise to yourself of why you've created this business. Welcome to CEO School. I'm your host, Sanira Madani, and I believe that you deserve to have it all. Less than 2% of female founders ever break 1 million in revenue, and less than 25% of women are breaking the C-suite glass ceiling. And our team at CEO School is on a mission to change that. Each week, you'll learn from incredible mentors who are breaking the statistics, as well as women well on their way, sharing how they defied the odds so that you can do it too. If you are an ambitious woman who wants to create a life of impact through financial freedom, self-growth, and find confidence in your voice, grab a seat because class is officially in session. Hey everyone, it's Sanira here. And before we get started on today's incredible episode, I just wanted to invite you to my free masterclass that I'm hosting on September 22nd and 23rd. I have not done a masterclass in so many months and I've been pouring my heart into a system that I call the Million Dollar CEO System. It's my number one productivity hack that is going to change the game for you. I know we're all busy professionals, moms, entrepreneurs, we're scaling our companies and we want to have it all and we deserve to have it all. But time is one of the most precious commodities we have. You know, I talk about this on the show every single week. And for the first time, I am pulling back the curtain and I'm going to share with you the actual system that I use to manage my life and run both my businesses. And so come join me for two live classes on September 22nd and on September 23rd. So you can pick your date. I'll be linking the masterclass in the show notes. So sign up now. Seats are limited. I can't wait to see you there live in the masterclass on September 22nd and September 23rd, where you're going to be learning all of my incredible systems as a CEO. So come join me. Let's have fun together. It's going to be a power hour of learning. And I can't wait to see you there. Cheers. Hi, everyone. Welcome to CEO School. This is your host, Sanera Madani. And today's guest is a solopreneur turned CEO who left her successful career, hopped on a one-way flight to Paris, and created her dream life after she realized her true potential in serving clients across the world. Natanya Bravo is the creator of The Bravo Life, a global community of over 30 thousand women that provides coaching resources and live experiences and retreats for women worldwide who are committed to living their best lives. And most importantly, as their best selves, Natanya has been featured in numerous publications, including business insider, entrepreneurista authority magazine. And we are so excited to have her on today's show. Natanya, welcome to CEO school. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I am so excited to have you. When your team contacted our team and I read your bio and the first thing that it said is that you were serving clients and you were living like a bi-coastal life between New York and Los Angeles, traveling like crazy, serving clients like Coca-Cola, BMW, Audi, you name it, like Adidas and over 500 brands, like just tons of brands that you were serving. 
And then on this huge career trajectory, and then you get fed up and you booked a one-way flight to Paris. So I want to go back to that (laughs) moment. Uh, So tell us about that. Yeah. So like you said, I was on this career trajectory that I thought was my dream. And it was my dream at one point. And I think that's something we'll talk about that it's okay to let go of what was one dream for another. And I'd done the work and built up, you know, the repertoire in the industry. And I was doing all the things that society says should make us happy. I bought a home. I was running a team. I had a great salary. I wasn't even 30 yet. So quote unquote, living the dream according to my friends, but I was miserable and coming home like to cry every night and waking up to cry every night. And I couldn't really figure out what was wrong with me. And there's also this immense guilt that comes along with that of I'm supposed to be happy. Like life told me that if I have these things, if I make this much money, if I have the glamorous quote unquote life, I'm supposed to be happy. And I'm not, what's wrong with me. There are so many people that would love to be in my position. And so I went through a lot of guilt first and then it was like, Hey, you need to figure out what's going on. And so I went on a journey of self-discovery. I hired a life coach. I started traveling alone. I started taking myself on dates and it wasn't like immediately I figured out oh yeah, this is what I want to do with my life. But just starting to allow myself to play and no longer stepping into an identity that I built because of what I thought others expected of me allowed me to start to explore what's actually exciting to me. What does Natanya actually want to do today? Not what is on her calendar because it's imposed. And I was at dinner with a friend and I always love to tell this story because it encourages people to ask this question of themselves. She said, what's something you've always wanted to do that you've never said out loud? And I was like, I have always wanted to move to Paris and I'd never shared that to anyone. And she was like, oh my gosh, I just got goosebumps. You have to do it. And I was like, you're insane. Like I have a mortgage. (laughs) I have like a huge project at work. I have all these things going on. And she was like, no, but you have to do it. Like, I just feel like this is what you're supposed to be doing. And something about her insistence made me start to say like, why not? And I started to realize that all the reasons that I had were really just excuses to kind of keep me in what was comfortable, but it was also starting to become really uncomfortable, meaning that what was once really easy, my job was pretty easy. I, I had, you know, my manager was like, do what you want to do. I didn't really have much pressure, started to become uncomfortable because I was allowing myself to explore what is this thing that you want to do. And I really believe that once you start to take those first steps, you start to now see what was one comfortable, once comfortable become uncomfortable because it's pushing you to where you're supposed to ultimately go. And so I didn't immediately like quit my job and move to Paris, but I started this Paris fund and I just started to put money in it every month. And I was like, maybe one day I'll use it and I'll move to Paris. And as I mentioned, because I started to get more and more uncomfortable in my life, that actually pushed me to make that decision a lot faster than I probably would have. And so six months after that conversation is when I got on that plane, but there were lots of tears, lots of doubts, lots of what am I doing with my life? Lots of identity crisis, because especially if you're working in corporate and you've been really successful, your identity becomes rooted in your job. And it was like, if I let this go, then who am I? What do I have? You know, if I don't have the salary, if I don't have the accomplishments, who do I now become? And so that was a real struggle for me, identity wise and letting that go. But I also knew staying stuck was scarier than trying and failing and then going back to the life that I always had. It was like, okay, we can always try and it doesn't work out and I'll go back to doing what I'm doing now. 
Or I can say 10 years from now, what if, what if, what if? And so I booked that one-way ticket. Again, I didn't know anyone in Paris. I definitely did not speak French. I didn't, I like literally Googled Airbnbs um, to book an Airbnb for my first couple of months and just figured it out from there. That is incredible. I literally have goosebumps listening to your story because I resonate with exactly what you said. I have felt all of those things of what you talked about of feeling that identity towards your work and what, you know, taking that risk or asking yourself, what is it that I actually want to do? What is like the craziest thing I've never said out loud? I actually was thinking about it when you were asking. So you can ask me that question at the end of the show. Maybe I could share it with the listeners. I, I haven't said it out loud, but just all the things that you said, you're so spot on, Natanya. And I think that every single woman listening today can say, yep, she gets it. She gets me because we've all been there and you're right. Failing is scary. I always say failing is scary, but what's scarier is waking up two years, realizing your life is exactly the same. Yeah. And what you said, what you said about trading one dream in for another, that, oh, that just had my heartstrings pulling because yeah. sometimes you do have the dream, right? Sometimes you, you did, you ha- you had it all of what you had defined of having it all was maybe in your in your early twenties, right? So you had to start, you had hit those milestones. You had a steady career, you had corporate growth and opportunity, but you said you weren't fulfilled. And there was something you felt like, what's wrong with me? Like, why am I not happy? And I think that, like, I don't know. I think that many, many people feel that way and it's not rock bottom, right? It's not rock bottom. Um, but why should, why should you feel that way if it's not rock bottom, but you feel like you're so not happy. And so taking that leap to say what actually, I think that the thing what you said is like asking yourself what actually makes you happy. I love that you invested in a life coach. You gave yourself an opportunity to play. I love every single thing. And these are things that it's not about even just quitting your job, but just investing in yourself and saying, okay, let me at least have an accountability partner to help me explore. What is it that I want? And what is my identity? And who am I outside of my job, my title, my accolades, the money in my bank? These are all incredible questions that we should be asking ourselves, all of us. Yeah. And I think the thing that at least that's what kept me stuck for so many years is I didn't know the answer to what makes me happy. And so I was like, I wasn't taking action until I found this magical answer when I actually needed to take action to find the answer. And it wasn't until I took like just messy action of let me take a piano class. Let me travel here. Let me go to dinner here. Let me try this type of schedule for a day where I actually started to find my groove instead of thinking about trying to find the thing before you've actually tried anything. You really just have to allow yourself to play, as you said, so that you can start to connect to what am I actually feeling here? Do I want to do this or am I just doing this because I think I'm supposed to do this? Yeah. So much of the supposed tos in society, right? I think that Uh, We've all, you know, I think there's a lot of um, societal pressure that defines what's supposed to looks like for many of us. Uh, Even going to college, right? Like, what are we like? Going to college is a supposed to thing. Uh, My parents immigrated here from Karachi, Pakistan, and for them, they never had an opportunity to have an education because they each individually immigrated here to start their lives, and so they had to work, and that wasn't an option. Like they couldn't go to school because they were providing for their families back home. And so for my, for my parents, when they had children, the American dream for them wasn't like the white picket fence and money in the bank. It was having their kids have an education. Like that was the American dream. So I had all of this pressure to 
go to school, like a top school and like getting A's. It wasn't just like, I had to get like a hundred out of a hundred. Like education was like the most important thing in my household because my parents didn't have that. And so there was so much pressure from school and like what I'm supposed to do in school to what my degree was. And I chose finance as my major. And I don't like finance. (laughs) I liked marketing. And I loved marketing and I ended up doing like a dual concentration, uh, which was pretty much like a double major, but UF didn't allow the double majors at the time. So I still chose finance to be on my cover because my accolade needed to say finance, but it all came full circle. I'm running a FinTech as well as a media company called CEO School now. So I am doing both, but the supposed to, the point that I'm trying to make is that supposed to element. There's so much pressure. What do you have to say about the supposed to? Yeah. I I mean, I built my entire life off of supposed to. So I am naturally an introvert, which I would have never thought I'd be doing the work I do now. And so I take on kind of what everyone else in the room was doing. I would, I'm very observant, but as a teenager and young in my twenties, I was very much like, okay, this is what everyone else is doing. This is what I should follow this flow. And so I didn't want to never rock the boat too much. I'm not the person that's going to walk in and like, hey, this is what we're doing. At least that's not what I was at that time because I felt like stay in your place, stay in your lane, stay in what's comfortable. And so I built this identity off of what I was supposed to do. I'm supposed to climb this corporate ladder. And it wasn't until I looked at my boss, who was the CMO of the company, and thought, I don't want her job. (laughs) I was like, what am I doing here? And funny enough, when I actually quit and gave my notice to her, she got very emotional saying, like, I wish I would have done what you did at your age. I, I'm it's like, brave. so yeah. And she was, you know, talking about the fact of how she found herself on that path and had so many moments of wanting to try something else, but you just, life happens, right? And we just go with what's comfortable and what we're supposed to do. I, 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 I love that your boss kind of gave you that kudos at the end, because I see this all the time at Stacks, which is my tech company. We have 200 employees. And when we talk about career pathing, or I see people raise their hand to become managers, they actually, so many of them don't even, I don't know if they actually want to be managers or they want to take on, like the right. more we climb the corporate success ladder, the more pressure. So yeah, you're able to make more of an income, but that trade-off, like you have to also trade off time for your, for dollars sometimes, right? Like 100%. there is that, there's that trade-off. And I see so many times that young professionals want to see that like, um, corporate growth trajectory. And they're like, this is how it's again, back to the, I guess, oh my God, this is like the supposed to episode. That's how it's supposed <laughs> to be. And yeah. how it's supposed to be, but do they actually really want that? And you ask yourself the right question. When you look at the highest level up, like you're the CMO of the company, the chief marketing officer under the, the, um, division that you work for, you're like, actually, I don't want her job. And many young professionals can't recognize that. And mm-hmm. that's where corporate burnout happens because we had, um, one of my employees, she is like the number one salesperson. So I had brought her on CEO school, Natanya, and she gave us a, a wind down Wednesday on her sales strategies. Like how she doesn't come across as a seller. Like she's just like, just natural, just incredible ability to sell. Uh, but she does it with like the most grace and she's our number one producer. She's part of like, she's created, generated over a million dollars in revenue for the company individually Incredible. as a human. Wow. She's, and she is, she's not even 30. She's not even oh, 30. Yeah. And she's kicking like every boy's ass and she's awesome. So her name's Danny. She was on the episode. 
although she could potentially like grow into like a manager role, she's so happy in her individual contributor role. Cause she's, she's like, she's got it. She's not that she's cruising, but she's thriving in her lane. And yeah. a lot of young professionals don't realize that. And so I just like that thought came to mind and kudos to your younger 20 self for <laughs> booking that ticket. First, allowing yourself to play. That is really, yeah. cool. that is something that we should all allow ourselves to play. So how does one maybe, you know, hypothetically, you know, uh, may or may not be a friend that I know want to play. <laughs> how does one go about doing that? Literally, when I talked about like book a piano class, like I'm, I'm using my real life example. So one, I did get accountability. I did invest in a life coach that might be a friend for you. That might be a coach for you, but someone that's actually going to hold you accountable along this journey. Cause I'd been sitting in like analysis paralysis for years. So I knew I needed some help to get out of my own way. And then it was literally all the things that I've ever thought about doing journaled about, why don't I go out? Let me take the salsa dancing class. I've always wanted to visit Italy, but I was waiting for friends. No, I'm going to book a three week trip to Italy and have the time of my life and eat all the pasta. And also even being on that trip, I remember it was the first time in my life where I booked this like excursion while I was in Italy and I woke up the morning of, and I didn't want to go, but I was going to go because I'm supposed to, because I paid for it. And I don't want to let the host of the group down. This person doesn't even know me. And I'm worried about letting this person down for money that I paid for. And I actually allowed myself to not go. And it sounds really simple, but that memory stays in my mind because it was the first time I went against what I felt like and the pressure I was putting on myself of I'm supposed to do this. And I literally didn't do anything. I laid in my hotel room bed, but it felt amazing. And so just allowing yourself to tap into like what you said earlier, what actually feels good to me? What is actually making me happy today? And it's in the more of the little moments than we think. I think we're waiting for this like big moment, this big thing, but the little moments of your day to day, are you making this decision because it's an actual desire or it's just the next thing on your list you think you're supposed to do? Exactly. Oh my God. I love it. We, this is the, this is exactly what we all needed today. I know all of the audience listening here feels me right now. I can feel this like in my every bone because it is exhausting. It's exhausting to have to supposed to do all of the things. And you're right. You paid for that excursion. You didn't feel like doing it. That's it. That's, that's, that's enough. Like period. <laughs> Full stop, right? Full stop. I don't feel like it. Full stop. We as women feel the need to have to justify, justify. everything. Yeah. Every decision of ours. <laughs> it's like, just stop women. I find myself yeah. guilty of that all the time. Just full stop. That's it. I don't want to. That's, that's a complete sentence. That's a complete, <laughs> no is a complete sentence. No is a yeah. complete sentence. I know you are a coach yourself and you coach. So let's kind of like run into, uh, talk a little bit about your business, the Bravo life. So what happened next? Because I'm thrilled to continue this story with you. So what happened? Yeah. So what happened so next? I moved to Paris and I knew that I wanted to take a little time to, again, play in Paris and allow myself to figure out what is this next phase of my life. But I also, while, you know, I was making good money, I don't, didn't have an endless bank account. So I knew I needed to figure something out. So I gave myself about a six month window and I started investing in courses. I knew that I wanted to create something to empower women. That was something that I'd written down on what I call my one day list. I'm sure we all have them one day I'm going to blank. And so I knew I wanted to create some sort of platform 
platform community, but I didn't know how I was going to intertwine my professional experience, my life experience into that. And so I invested in courses and coaches and again, started to play in that realm. I didn't put pressure on myself of, well, I've got to hit the five figure month, month one. I, I didn't even put pressure on myself to make money month one. I just wanted to find out what I felt called to, what were also people enjoying from me? What were they coming to me for? And little by little by me sharing my story, which is something that I work with a lot of my clients on is integrating more of you into your business. There's thousands of coaches in all different niches, but there's only one you with your unique story, your unique ideas, your unique experiences. And so I started to share my experiences, the personal, professional, my background, what moving to Paris, that journey, I was going through a lot of emotions, being in a new country alone, not speaking the language. And little by little, people started to tell me what they wanted to hear from me. And also because I was sharing the fact that I had this brand marketing background, people started to ask me, could you help me with my business? Or how have you built your Instagram? And, you know, I love what you're sharing. Can you share me a little bit more about how you do this? I'd love to do something like this. And so it started very informal. I never set out saying, I want to be a coach. If someone would have told me that, I'd be like, no, I don't, I, I, no, I don't want to be a coach. But it really happened naturally and organically because I allowed myself to play in the business space as I was figuring out the business. I didn't put the pressure on myself of this has to become a six-figure business year one. It was, let's just play and see what comes up and see what feels good to me, but also what are people reacting to? And so I did a lot of market research. I talked to people when people would follow me on Instagram. I still try to do this now. I send them a voice note. I, I want to know what would love you to my page. Who are you? I want to find out about you. And getting that one-on-one -on -one interaction and market research, which is something I work a lot with my clients on, and I'm sure you know, is the best way to find out, like stop guessing what people want and actually talk to real people. <laughs> I love it. That's incredible. And now from your beginnings of, I love what you talked about, just allowing yourself to play. I mean, I um, talk to entrepreneurs almost every single day, every single day. And sometimes it's just the chase of like the dollar. Like this is, and sometimes yeah. the industry will show you like, this is what, um, you know, people with successful brands or successful launches and like Instagram looks like, or this mm -hmm. is what business looks like. And so we put all this inordinate pressure on ourselves to go to that level of success without actually even asking ourselves, why am I building this? What do yeah. I want to gain out of it? And I think that the successful entrepreneurs, almost every successful entrepreneur starts with their why that's not outside of the dollar. Like it's not that dollars are, should be discounted. I think I started my business, you know, also for two reasons, which was freedom of time and freedom of dollar. Those are two very important reasons to become an entrepreneur. Uh, but that's not a reason why your clients are going to buy from you or that yeah. you're going to serve. And so you have to have a mission greater than yourself, uh, and self-fulfilling. Yeah. And we, we forget to ask ourselves that. And I, I find, I find entrepreneurs in that, in that story all the time, especially right now in a world where Starting a business is so easy. You could literally start a business by the by end of today if you wanted to, or starting a business by the end of the week. It's so accessible. It's so incredible. And there's so much opportunity, which is great. But what it also has done is, is entrepreneurship is so sexy now. It's almost like, oh yeah, I mm -hmm. want to become an entrepreneur. Yeah. That's like, what are you actually, what do you want to provide to the world? What is it that you are so passionate about? What is this unique value that you're going to bring to whatever it is that you're serving? for a product, a service, whatever it looks like. So what do you see? Do you see that? A hundred percent. And I also have to say, just because we're on CEO school, that 
some people think they want to be an entrepreneur, but they don't realize they don't want to be a CEO. Those are two very different things, right? Like having to actually step into the role of being a CEO and manage a company every day is not glamorous sitting on a yacht, eating, drinking cocktails, right? And I think no, people from miss it. that part because of what we do have with Instagram. And we see, oh, this person just started their business six months ago and now they're making six figures or whatever the case may be. And people don't want to just know what you do. They want to know why you do it. I think more and more we're craving authenticity. And that's, again, coming back to really integrating your story, your why. Um, you know, as I was saying earlier, we have served almost a thousand clients now. And I typically try to ask every single person that works with us, what led you to choose us? Because there's thousands of options of business coaches, probably even hundreds of thousands at this point online. And they will always say not something about the specific strategy or thing that's promised in the program, but your story, your why, your values, you know, something about not that they want to go move to Paris, but that leap, the reason why I made that leap or the fact that I'm an introvert, these little details that make up who I am. And I'm sure you see the same people want to buy from who they like ultimately. And so if you don't have more behind you than just like a copy and paste quote unquote strategy, you're not going to be here for the long term because you have to have one, a deeper why to keep you going through the moments when it's not all glitz and glamour, but also so that people actually see and want and know and trust you and want to get to know you and want to learn more about the work you do. It has to go beyond just the expertise. They really need to understand and, and believe in your why and your value and your promise to yourself of why you've created this business. I love it. And one of our missions here at CEO School is to help women start scale and scale and fulfill their dreams and visions, whatever having it all looks like. And so there isn't a, and that's something that I'm really, really passionate about. It's not just about the dollar in the bank account or the milestone. Trust me, I've achieved more success than I would have ever imagined to have in my life. And still there was this bird, like, like what you talked about trading another dream for another, I did feel this void of like, what am I building this for? It's, and I have, you know, for, for this subset, that's not going to be my legacy. And so feeling that fulfillment is so important. And that's what having it all looks like. It's whatever all looks like to you, whether that's corporate, whether that's having a business, whether that's playing and taking those piano classes or going to Paris. So I absolutely love your values. Like truly, I could feel your values and they're very much aligned with you're our people here. Like you are our people (laughs) here. This is, this is our people. Natanya, something that you and I were talking about before the show for the next, you know, 10 minutes before we close out here, Um, you are an incredible business coach and you bring some really great expertise. And we were talking about your expertise when we're talking about messaging. And I was like, what is the one area that you're like, I, uh, this is like my zone of genius. And I was like, please give it to us on the show. And so I'm going to ask you about that zone, which you said was messaging and how can women that are listening, um, learn from your expertise in messaging. So tell us about a little bit of how you help your clients in messaging and what do you see? Yeah. So I specifically work with coaches and consultants. And so typically speaking, most coaches and consultants when they're first starting are like, I want to help people live their best life or fulfill their potential or align their chakras or whatever it is. Wait, pause. I want to ask you, I didn't even know what a life coach was until recently, until a few years ago. What is a, what is a life coach for those that may not have one? Yeah, hundred percent. So a life coach, and again, it's going to depend on what area of life, which is why niching down in your messaging and your Mm. perspective is really important is someone it's not 
therapy where therapy is typically going, looking back, healing things to help you move forward. Whereas a coach, generally speaking, everyone operates a little differently, is helping you with forward facing goals. So helping you with accountability. And honestly, we all have the answers inside of us. Oftentimes it just takes someone helping and guiding you and going on that journey with you to get those answers out out of you. So helping uncover, discover some things, clarify some things, but they're not going to be teaching and telling you this is exactly what you need to do with your life. They're helping you uncover what's already there for you, holding you accountable, giving you, you know, actions and then helping guide you through that process alongside you. So that's essentially what I invested in when I start first started my journey because Perfect. I knew that I needed that work. And now you're like the coach's coach. How cool is that? <laughs> and seven, I didn't even give you a shout out for that, by the way, Natanya grew that, that business of, uh, you know, the Paris days to now a seven figure business. We all know that yeah. less than 2% of female founders ever break a million in revenue. And uh, we are so proud of you for that. And so welcome to the 2% club, Natanya. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'm honored to be here. And also just happy to be talking to another woman who has done it herself and is also an inspiration for me. And I'm sure everyone that's listening to this. So yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely work, um, but it's super fulfilling to be able to accompany other women along that journey and helping them find, even if it's not their goal is to be a seven-figure entrepreneur, what is your goal? What is your why? And, you know, we have internal and external motivations, which brings back to the messaging point of really understanding not just the solution you provide, but where is the person on their journey? What have they already tried that hasn't worked? And so I like to look at it in three buckets, meaning that we as humans are motivated to invest time and money to improve our health and wellness, our relationships and our finances. What most coaches will do is they'll say, I help you with your health or I help you with your relationships. But you really need to be speaking to all three buckets because we're whole individuals with whole, full lives. And if there's something that's amiss in one area, it's absolutely trickling into others. And so if you're only talking about how you're going to help someone make five figure months or whatever your promise is, but you're not talking about how the work that they're going to do in building their business, for example, is also going to improve relationships, is also going to improve their health and wellness, their self-image, that imposter syndrome we all go through. It's going to be really hard for you to stand out, especially in the world that we live in today where there are so many options. And so I'm very big on stop trying to sell the solution that people don't know they need because we all have stress, frustration, overwhelm. And so if you're just a coach saying, I help you overcome overwhelm or frustration or stress, what does that mean? What does that look like for your person? And more important than you classifying a certain age, a race, sex, you can absolutely target a certain demographic if that is you know your interest and the direction you want to take your business. But why? Where is that person on their journey? What if they already tried that hasn't worked? Where what's showing up for them in their day-to-day lives, health and wellness, relationship, finances, that would have this transformation because that's what you're offering. You're not selling a course or one-on-one. That's how it's packaged. No one cares how it's packaged. They care about the opportunity for transformation to go from where I am to where I want to go. And typically speaking, your ideal client is aware of the symptoms they're experiencing, not necessarily the root problem. And so you need to come back and meet your client where they are in the language they talk about when they're in the shower with thinking to themselves, we all talk to ourselves in the shower. When you're in bed with your partner at night, what are they describing? If only I could blank. I just wish I could figure out blank and using their terms and not trying to 
say, oh, I help you fulfill your potential. What does that actually mean, right? Because that's that can be your why and your purpose, but no one's going to pay you because you've promised them to help fill their potential unless you can communicate how you're going to do that tangibly. What am I tangibly going to walk away with that I didn't have before working with you? And so really coming back to, and that's where market research, as we were talking about beforehand, is so important and really being able to answer those three buckets and understanding that most of your audience is in the phase of awareness where they're either just aware of the problem they're experiencing, they don't know the solution, or they're not even aware of the problem or the solution. They're just aware of symptoms. And so they might think their problem is one thing and you're gonna try to give them medication for a different problem. And guess what? It's not gonna land because they believe that that's not their problem. And so instead of trying to convince them of something they're not yet ready for, meet them where they are and speak to them in a way where when they see your messaging, when they see your Instagram live, when they see your copy, they feel like, oh, she's talking to me or he's talking to me and I understand and that's exactly where I am. That's exactly what I'm experiencing. Talk about what they're experiencing versus this grand solution of fulfilling your potential, even growing your business. That's too vague. How are you going to help me grow my business? Get really tangible and specific and meeting the person where they are. Wow, that was just incredible and so much for us to all take in. And you're absolutely right. It's really, sometimes we're so excited about the solution as the entrepreneur or the product, right? We're like so excited about this product, what it can do. We forget about what that client or the, you know, what they're actually experiencing. Um, uh, mm-hmm. because I was actually, I was sharing with a friend, I, you know, I hope to have a, I have like a list of all these businesses that I, I want to start. One of, them, <laughs> I love that. one of them, one of them is a melatonin, melatonin gummy that I have this crazy formula I do at night to help me sleep. I feel like, oh, wow. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, anyway, I was talking about, it's not about the melatonin gummy. It's not, it's not the, it's not, yeah. the, it's not the magic pill. It's, it's not the symptoms of it. it's the, the, what they're feeling is not feeling energized. They're not, they're rest, yeah. they're, they're, they're restless. And that's what I'm feeling all yeah. the time. So how do I go? And so it's so funny as like a product or a service or whether you're a coach or whatever your, your business is. We sometimes go into thinking about the solution versus the experience. And we need to be talking yeah. to that ideal customer in terms of what they're experiencing so that we can build that formula together of success for that transformation. So yeah, I absolutely and I, love that. I love what you just said because lack of sleep is going to be showing up for them in their health and wellness, of course, but also how their relationship. I can't be an effective mom if I'm like not sleeping. (laughs) I can't be, you know, connect with my husband if I'm deranged and sleep deprived. Um, Also finances, I'm probably not going to be effective at work, right? So it always comes back to those three areas of our lives and really speaking to how is this lack of or the quote unquote problem they're experiencing affecting their life in these different ways. I love it, Natanya. This has been so wonderful. How can we continue to support you in your journey? You are just a dynamite, just person. Forget business coach. I love the (laughs) values that you have. I know we were talking earlier. Congratulations. You just became a new mom as well. A three-month-old. So exciting. I'm sure it's wonderful and crazy at the same time. Uh, So how can we support you and follow you along in your journey? 
Yeah, I am at the Bravo Life on all platforms and send me a DM. I love connecting with people one-on-one. I'd love to hear if this episode is helpful for you. And I'm just honored and thankful to be a guest on today and super proud of all the work that you're doing and look forward to continuing to listen to the episodes and support everything that you're doing as well. Oh, I love it. I have like a million ideas going through my head of bringing you in as one of our, our signature coaches inside of the club because you just oh, yeah, I love just, that. just, just, just <laughs> brilliant. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. Natani, we're wishing you all the best. We can't wait to continue to follow along. And until next week, we'll see you at CEO School. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I can't wait to see you guys September 22nd and September 23rd for my live masterclass on the number one productivity tool that you need that is going to 10X your time. Come join me. The link is in the show notes and I can't wait to see you there. Cheers. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast and show. Our team at CEO School works extremely hard to bring you the best content, authentic conversations, and expert guests curated every single week to keep you leveling up in leadership, business, and in life. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a five-star rating telling us what you enjoy the most. We will be sending CEO School swag for the next 100 reviews, so don't miss out. Write a review and send us a screenshot at podcast at theceoschool.co to claim your swag. Again, it's podcast at theceoschool.co to claim your swag. Thanks so much. We love having you here.